Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake gets another puppy, Chuck wins a tournament, and a bet was settled. Chuck, how are we doing today, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing good. You are a crazy man getting a second puppy. Well, I've had two dogs, and I would tell you that I'm crazy for having two dogs. Right. I mean, uh, like like we've already kind of said, we have we had one puppy. He's seven months old now, um, and he's he's awesome. He's very very happy dog. He, he's pretty well trained for as young as he is. Um, but I mean, he's a puppy, and he he's hyper from time to time, all the time. Um, and you know, sometimes coming home from work, you know, I'm tired or my wife's tired and we don't have the energy necessarily to always give him the attention he wants. So, Hey, we thought, Hey, he needs a buddy. Um, he yeah. needs a buddy to play around with and it's already chaos. Um, the first day, uh, we had to drive, uh, four hours to get him and then four hours back. So it was a long car ride. Um, but after that first day of warming up and Rex was a little bit jealous. Um, and you know, that second day they just started playing, running around tug of war chasing. Although our new dog is still, uh, like he's seven weeks, eight weeks old, just like that right around that or at that age that he's good to go away from, um, you know, the parents, um, but they, they just that all they do is play and play and play. And our older dog, Rex, he's a little bit um, maybe doesn't realize he's that much bigger than the puppy. Um, yeah. So he plays maybe a little rougher than I would like. But I, I mean, our new dog um, um, jumping in there, um, not backing down, having a, a good old time. Um, so it's been great to see. Um, and, you know, the family, wife, son, uh, enjoy that, um, I guess. I didn't mention the new puppy's name is Wrecker. Um, we named him after another clone trooper. So we said, hey, um, we have Captain Rex. So after, you know, uh, Captain Rex from Clone, yep. clone War. So uh, we're like, what sounds good kind of goes with that. And, you know, Wrecker from the Bad Batch. So we're like, there we go. Wrecker, there we Rex go. and Wrecker. Um, it kind of goes together there. Um, so they're like two peas in a pod already. Um, very energetic. Uh and it's exhausting to watch them um, continuously. Like even just today, they're playing for like two hours straight without any breaks other than to eat and go to the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, that's what puppies will do when they have, that, they have so much energy. Right. So much energy. That's like, so. come on guys, give me some of that, please. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I'm excited uh, about, yeah, I'm I, excited for you for that. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I, I know that you have your new house and you're setting it up, but at some point we're going to have to go and uh, go visit with the dogs and then have them come into your backyard and run around and, and play and and terrorize oh. your old your old old doggies. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they're not that old. They'll still want to play. In retrospect, they're they're pretty old <laughs> compared to they, they are they are getting old fast. So um, it is surprising how fast time flies especially when you come into dog years right so all right well but yeah how was we your are, week of, yeah. did you get a puppy i, uh, I didn't get how a puppy. Was your week oh come on i didn't get i didn't get anything like that i did win uh, a tournament though i won our local league night uh tournament at um my new store that i've been playing at which i guess i should say the store name Eat, for once plug um, away plug away um, it's refined gaming out in Toledo. So, um, 
hopefully next by next week they'll be listening to this and and be avid Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast listeners. Hopefully, I mean, but, there's going to be a reason where you have to tell them why you're playing yeah. a certain thing, and we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah. that's a good good way to you to um, you know to get, give our podcast a little bit of light to, to that group, I guess. Yeah, get a foothold in Ohio. Right, but uh, I did. I did win it with some, I guess sneaky, like I don't know, sneaky spice. Uh, I went back to a deck that I really liked, and I was wondering if some speed uh, could take out some decks. And I played uh, my favorite leak wielding Pokemon in Galarian Surfetched, <laughs> and uh, just you know went with speed to trying to hit two hundred and thirty damage now with choice belt because last time i played it that wasn't even a card that was in the deck right so i made some tweaks added some you know pickaxes and things like that so it, it can get pretty fast and i was doing 200 first turn relatively consistently so that's why right. i wanted to try it out and um yeah donkin <laughs> donkin arceus's and palkia's it's uh just before yeah, they, they can get, go. if they don't if they don't get set up um they're they're very susceptible to that donk because I, I guess maybe once every five games there is like that slow hand where you just need to kind of build up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that was my idea was just like uh kind of the same thing that like Soul Rock and Lunatone did was just like if I can just get out a KO faster than they can get set up and just get out ahead. And it worked. Um nice. I, I mean, uh I don't I only lost one one set i think mm-hmm. and uh no i tied it only tied one set and uh, that was to a dark ride deck that was just uh, just as fast <laughs> so <Yeah>. dark ride <laughs> does go through the deck pretty quickly i mean i also uh played in our locals again this week um and went 4-0 well technically 301 um got to the finals and decided to ID with our local Steve the Good, um, another solid player. Um, we've had him on the cast before. Um, you know, I respect him so much. Uh, and he's a great local player, judge, all that good stuff. And we got you guys we, in your IDs. We, we get to that. We get there and we ID. And I, the last time we did that, we, we, we always played out anyways, just for fun. Uh, but he smashed me last time. But this time around, um, I did take the win. But he technically was above me because his resistance was better so even though i kind of went four no i went 301 and you know he took me but it was still such a great match um he was yeah. playing arceus and teleon and i was playing palkia um in preparation to our team challenge so i wanted to get some more reps in uh especially kind of switching the deck and the 60 um that i wouldn't you know that i was previously playing so i definitely wanted to get some um you know hands-on experience with with the new 60. I, I was going to come with that attitude, but at, at the same time, I would I went to the store hoping to pick up the cards to finish my Palkia deck. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. the deck's a little expensive, so it is. Could not, unless, I could yeah. not practice in real life with Palkia. I just had to leave it all online. I mean, it it, it happens. But yeah, it sounded like we had um, you know a pretty good week of locals, and we did have. Um, team challenges to talk to but we'll get into that after you know the beginning of our um you know our podcast kind of episode stig um but we did want to change it up this week a little bit um with the random card madness we've been you know doing pokemon go i think we've talked about a lot of the good ones 
Um, and we've talked about a lot of cards from previous sets that are all standard legal. Um, Chuck, you wanted to do a different segment, um, you know, for this week, just to kind of change it up yeah. a little bit. And what what is that segment going to be? I, I wanted to do something a little bit different, uh, maybe a little bit, uh, just a quick conversation on, on something. And I just wanted to do uh, a quick tier list, maybe like a no context tier list on on a topic and mm-hmm. uh, I obviously didn't want to have a huge card pull, but I figured uh, let's do a quick tier list on uh, the Pokemon's, the Radiant Pokemon released as of so far. Just a quick, simple, you know, S tier, A tier, B tier, uh, and and then there's Halucha tier. Um, <laughs> well, so- my eyes, there's two Pokemon <laughs> and the rest of them are in the Halucha tier. <laughs> uh, I can come up with some arguments for some but um i'll let you lead this conversation so uh i mean there's seven uh there's seven pokemon to talk about uh there's blastoise for those that don't know there's radiant blastoise eevee greninja halucha heatran venusaur and charizard obviously three released in Ashville radiance and three released in the go set and then eevee is a promo if -hmm. you can find the radiant eevee collection Right. Um, so we'll go uh, the Astral first. And I think we'll talk away, talk about the runaway winner for S tier. Uh, oh, you're starting out with the heat. <laughs> I'm starting, it's just starting with the heat. Um, I just think there's not, I don't want to like berate, like talk too long on, on, on necessarily things that we know are good. But I think we can see how Greninja is a very, very good Radiant Pokemon. Yeah. Like, Greninja. The, the, is almost good in almost every deck. Extra draw, putting putting uh, energy into the discard pile. Um, super great for a lot of different decks um, with energy acceleration. So you know, metal has metal saucer. We got dark patch for the dark. Uh, with water, we have you know Palkia and you know the, the Melanie play. Um, and I'm sure I'm missing something else in there. Um, so very versatile with energy acceleration options with draw cards works well with scoop up nets to continue to draw um and then again not in every deck but in some decks that is a very viable attacker as well 90 to 2 uh pokemon um can either take out some drizzles take out the you know one you're getting prizes and two you're kind of stopping their consistency engine um, and then also, you know, if that's not the case, you're maybe setting up math on two Pokemon. So always a good viable option there. Yeah. Uh, just altogether well-rounded. That concealed cards ability really takes the cake. Just drawing two for an energy card. Uh, it doesn't have to be water, um, uh, which is one of the reasons why we won't be putting Blastoise up next to him. But right. anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, just because you have to discard an energy card, it'll fit into pretty much any deck. Uh, and then, like you said, uh, the attack is good um, for those reasons you said, but if you, uh, it does require water energy. So if you're wanting a water deck, it usually fits in a little bit good as an option. Right. So yeah, that's, that's Greninja. So we can, we can talk about, uh, we'll go to the, the bottom tier now. Bottom we'll tier. Okay. So we're top, starting at top, going to the bottom. And we'll slide all the way down to the bottom, uh, which, which I'm going to put in the Halucha tier. Um, now I could uh make a small argument i guess for halucha but uh, i think it's just going to get smaller and smaller as v maxes get smaller and smaller used right. but uh 
it, because uh, the the halucha only adds thirty damage to V Max. Mm-hmm. When you attack a V Max, it does thirty extra damage, and its attack is utterly useless. <laughs> um, that's why it's in the halucha tier. Uh, I just the the V Max usage is going down. Right, and that thirty damage is unnecessary. Though I have thought about putting it in. Um, I literally thought about putting it in my Galarian Surf Fetch deck from Friday night because that does get me to 310 for UV Max matchup. But right. I mean, okay, aside from Mew, which is like the majority play of V Max, um, you may get to sprinkle in a Duraludon here or there. Um, but mm-hmm. there's no other V Max currently that sees a lot of play consistently, at least. And I don't see that going up anytime soon. Uh, you know, Mew's kind of starting to fade. Um, Duraludon kind of is in one of those decks that go in and out of the meta. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm not liking Kalucha. I think his time was right away and he still stumbled, you know, nobody really played oh, yeah. him. I was excited for him, but I think when they released him, I mean, VMAXs were ever so much more popular. It looked like a great card, but by the time it was released, uh, Palkia is out. These stars were out and they became ever so more popular. And like you said, I mean, it, it helps for Mew, Mew VMAX in that matchup because it will get you to that 310, but it doesn't help when you're playing Duraludon, which is probably the second most popular mm-hmm. uh, VMAX. Maybe, I don't know, no, I'm quoting midair on that one. <laughs> but uh, like it doesn't, that won't get you to 330 if you're not already at 300 damage. Like, and if you're already at 300, then you're a zigzagoon away from. Uh, pinging uv max which is a lot easier you know what i mean it's just it, that's it's it's that's why there's halucha tier exactly so, so not much else to say about halucha yep so one that i'm gonna stick just in my eyes uh, a tier above um saying that there's only s a b and c i'm gonna put uh heatran in b tier um I want to say, well, okay, we'll say we'll say D tier is Halucha, and then we'll say C tier is Heatran tier. Okay. Uh, because I think Heatran is usable. I don't know. His attack is usable. The multiplier is good. Oh. Um, the things that work against him is the fact that he's a Radiant Pokemon, uh, I think. Um, he's I a think Radiant there's... Fire Pokemon, and there's another one that we're going to talk about. Uh, that? It's just so much better. Though I you can only choose one radiant, so I think he loses to every other. Like there's other radiants to better choose, but I think as a, I think his attack is useful if you uh, are creating a damage counter kind of attack. Right, you might actually find use out of that um, because uh, the attack isn't hard to power up, and the multiplier is really good. Yeah, I guess he's like C tier is fair because right now he currently is unplayable. Um, But, you know, it was some deck creation, um, you know, or deck creativity, um, change of meta. Uh, Like you said, there could be kind of a, a, you know, a damage counter kind of deck that pops up and then boom, he's kind of your man right there. Um, So he definitely has more um, in the future kind of versatility and potential. Um, compared to the, the Halucha, like you said, because like VMAXs are on the way out. Um, you know, the decks could always be co- completely different in a year from now. I mean, Zorark is a card that's going to be, going to be released that is just, it has a similar like attacking thing, which 
damage counters. Right. So um, having him in the deck as a, a spicy closing piece for a single prize is not without, I don't know, possibilities, I think. So that's why I put him at C tier. But I mean, he is like I put a him at the guy. bottom of C tier, even though there's nothing else there. Yeah. All right. So uh, now we have three more and uh, we can talk. Uh, we'll talk Blastoise first since I went, I went water first mm-hmm. for the other three. Um, so Blastoise, uh, I'm kind of torn on. Um, uh, is it, are we putting it in B tier with heat, uh, above Heatran or C tier with Heatran? Um, C tier with Heatran. Um, okay. Only for the fact that it is water energy only. Um, I was really excited about this with some kind of spread decks potentially because um, you know how we always say read the cards. Didn't quite read it accurately, so I thought it was any energy. Um, and then just thinking that in my head without actually looking at the card. Um, and then when going to build the deck, I realized realize it's you know water only. Um, because of that limitation, he drops drastically. He's almost even maybe into a D tier category category at least at the moment um greninja is just better consistency is attack um if this was any energy um pairing him with other pokemon um may be good especially after the 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 shady dealings inteleon line does go away um you know having the quick shooting guy um there takes a little long sometimes so that would be quicker to expedite that situation um Mm -hmm. but because it's water um Currently, I have him at D tier. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll leave him in Heatran tier too. Um, you've convinced me because of that water energy and until Shady Dealings goes away, which culminates in quick shooting. I think uh, ultimately that's more universally used if you need twenty damage counters. Yeah, uh, two damage counters, I should say. I mean, it is damage. slower to get to that point, but because um, there's no evolutions, but still. I think yeah. I would rather I, it, just play the Intellium. Yeah. Uh, until I think they go, though those go away, I think the emphasis on needing Blastoise would be not there. So, um, yeah, we'll put him with in C tier with uh, Heatran. So, um, we'll go with uh, Venusaur next. So, Venusaur, uh, do we remember even remember what Venusaur does? Because I think Venusaur is going to join. Halucha tier. Yeah, I don't remember um, his attack and it was ability oh, is like draw cards um, yeah, at the end uh, of your turn. So I think currently I think Halucha or Venusaur is in Halucha tier because I don't think there's a way to use Venusaur properly. So it's the one that once once at the end of your turn after you attack you may use this ability and you draw cards to you have four cards in your hand. So I really don't think there's a way to empty your hand unless you're playing Rapid Strike Malamar to where you can actually draw cards. Like, unless you, like, physically play your hand empty and then... I mean, consistently, no. And do you want to get to that point? Probably not. I mean, floor cards is still not that great. Um, I mean, it's better than nothing, obviously. Um, It's a, you know, a fail-safe. Yeah, I will... But... I, I don't see a deck doing that as a design choice. At least not currently. I mean, does it have to be Venusaur, Venusaur's actual attack, or could he be on the bench and something else attacks? Oh, he, he's just on the bench. It's just at, you can only use it after you attack. I mean, I guess there's some 
So versatility with him, especially if you know once everything rotates, and having Roxanne. Um, so it's maybe a Roxanne like a defensive play kind of a thing. So, yeah, well, no, because even Roxanne thinking out loud like that's after your attack, and then your opponent would Roxanne you, and then you're back down to two. So no, no, it's it's horrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put I'm putting that with Halucha at the moment. Right, it could I am go too. up. I'm two. Unfortunately, right. sorry, Venusaur, and everybody that likes that card. All right, well then we'll save. Uh, well, not save. We'll save Eva, Evie for last because I can't remember what Evie does, and we'll talk about the other guy that I think we're gonna zoom back up to the top of this here in uh, Radiant Charizard. Um, now, obviously, with his Excited Heart, which takes one less colorless for each prize po- prize your opponent has taken, makes his Combustion Blast cheaper. Uh, right. by up to four colorless which then he does 250 damage he is a end game monster uh for he's an end dealing. game monster but he's also a mid game monster because we've seen some decks with uh like Arceus and Teleon um sprinkle this guy in um and with having the stadium um why can't i think of it at the time Magma basin. magma basin um so you can do magma basin plus attach especially if they've taken like one to two uh, or a few prizes um it also can have the you know the double colorless energy um obviously it's not going to hit for as much but it's still a decent big attack, you know, big I mean, attack there 30 after double turbo right double turbo. um and i i only see him going up especially as b maxes fall off um that 250 damage is um, probably closer to the uh, like that golden number um, that you need to take Oko's um, compared to currently. Um, but even now, he's still taking Oko's, um, you know, late game on Palkia's uh, Arceus, even even if they have, um, you know, buffs at times, right? Um, mm-hmm. So with a belt, he hits 280. So yeah, 280 plus. Yeah. If you do any like ping damage or like a Leon or something like that, um, he's still in that Oko range. Um, and it's only going to go up, I think, especially after big charms rotate. Yep. Well, I'm confirming him in eight here. Yeah, I he's eight here. I still think he's below Greninja for sure. Correct. Still, but he is still very viable. And for a Charizard card, um, it's kind of nuts because usually we don't see Charizard cards be like super meta or or playable. But I think this guy has a chance. Yeah. Just to be to be relevant at least in and out of the meta you know, for the next two years plus. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a relevant card and not not where you look at it and go, wait, someone brought that Charizard VMAX deck? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a Radiant Charizard deck in this in this card. In this right. deck. So um, more of a legit threat than just like, a, what, someone found a way to make that work? Right. Um, all right, last one, um, Radiant Eevee. Um, so... The main thing with this Radiant Eevee is you have the Twinkle Gathering attack. There's no abilities. It's the only uh, Radiant that didn't come with an ability. Um, uh, but I'm going to say you're going to use it for Twinkle Gathering, which is one colorless. And you search your deck for any uh, for a number of cards up to the number of different types of Pokemon you have in play and put them into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. So just playing into a like an Eevee kind of style deck as draw. Um, and then there's another attack for 50 damage for three energy. So 
I'm yeah. not, I'm not in love with it. Um, you know, find any cards and put it in your deck uh, or into your hand. Um, that ends your turn, obviously, because it's an attack. Um, Marnie is still a play right now. Um, you know, post rotation, you know, judge might still be an option. Uh, and you know, Roxanne's still an option, uh, for late game. Not that you're going to want to use EV late game. Um, I don't know if, if there's, I, I'm still not sold. I, I, I'm, it's a lucha tier. It's a lucha tier. I was trying it's to make EV, a case because it's EV. We want to make a case for it, but unfortunately. This EV has to attack, so you have to use it in the active. Right. And the the ability is pretty good. Like if that attack was an ability, right. um, even if it ended your turn, I would be like, sweet. And I think people would find a way to make that work in a deck that ran multiple different kinds of Pokemon. Um, uh, but uh, I just don't see that working at the no. moment. And no. Until someone comes up with a Rainbow Road deck that plays all different types of colors and and fun stuff. I, I just don't see it working. I mean, maybe, maybe in a Zoroark deck, right? Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, even then, that's later in the game. I mean, it's like, oh. I was thinking early. It's early game where you're dropping a bunch of basics, like three or four different colored basics plus this colorless EV, and then uh, you use this attack. You get four other four cards that you want into your hand. I mean, that sounds awesome, but. It does. Uh, I don't. I just don't see it happening. I agree. Sorry, but that's in Hulucha tier for me. I'm with you. So that's a tier list. Probably a little bit longer than a random card madness segment, but hey, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Greninja S tier, Charizard A tier. Uh, the rest are in CD Hulucha tier, Heatran tier. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Cool. We have three more. We have three more coming. We'll talk about them later. But on to uh, trivia. It's time for trivia. Trivia. Let's do trivia. I, I do love this. I, I love trying to um, stump you, and you try to stump me, and then having you know, um, you know, the, our community play along every week with this. Um, it's a pretty fun game. I love it. Um, I guess I will start this week. Um, we're gonna go standard legal as usual, and this is guess that Pokemon this attack belongs to. Max beating. Max B. Okay, so it's a V Max Pokemon. Maybe. Most likely, because it's Max. Beating would be. That's got to be a fighting Pokemon of some sort. I'm going to go with Machamp B Max. No. Ah. I went back all the way to the base set, Sword and Shield. Ooh. And that is Rillaboom V Max with his was... max beating. Um, it does, you know, for three grass and a colorless, it does 130 plus um, damage. Um, you may discard up to three leaf energies um, from this Pokemon. If you do, that attack does 50 more damage for each energy you discard in that way. Totally makes more sense why it's called max beating. Uh-huh. I did not think of Rillaboom at all. So right, I was trying to throw a curveball um, at you. Something you know, something that has been around a long time but didn't see a lot of use. Nope. All right. Well, it's time for my knuckleball because mm-hmm. I'm going to play. I'm going to mix up the game. I'm going to take your game of name that ability, and I'm going to say name that trainer card. 
Ooh, okay. So uh, this could this could be anything. It's a trainer card, though. Is it? Um, can you at least tell me if it's standard legal or not? It is currently standard legal. Okay. Um, so the ability, the the text on this trainer card says, "Flip two coins. If both are heads, put a card from your discard pile into your hand." Uh, Silene. If I said that name right, it's uh, yeah, Silene, right? Hold on. Actually, I have to read Silene because that's not the card I picked. Wait, flip so, two coins. Say say that again. Flip two coins. Flip, flip two coins. If both are heads. Okay. No, never uh, mind. I know. I it's old PC. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I didn't hear both. My bad. I was gonna say I was I like didn't want to give it away, but I was like, wait, I think I'm pretty sure Silene is a card for each heads. Right. It is so. a card for each heads. I. When you said flip two coins and then draw cards, I, I automatically just like filled in the blanks as you were talking. My bad. <laughs> I randomly went through supporters for a while and I was like, I, he's going to know all of these. But so I supporter I cards. I know it's like Pokemon attack names. Meh. I, I was I just was like, I, I just have a stack of cards and just kept like opening it and seeing what I right. saw. And then old PC came. I was like, no one plays this card. He might not know this. <laughs> right. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a good um, one. Yeah, so uh, now to move on to my old PC and uh, move the podcast along, because now we have to talk to Turtwig about the meta and see what's going on out there. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to <laughs> Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as our wife for gaming. I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week, we have 23 tournaments. Whoa, that was busy. 2,138 unique deck plays and 5,579 matches to cover this week. Man, you guys made me busy. But without further ado, let's hop right into those top 8s. Starting off, Arceus Pikachu had 10 top 8s. Arceus Duraludon had 18 top 8s. Eugenesect had 18 top 8s. Palkia had 29 top 8s. And Arceus had 40 top 8s to round off this week. Now, let's hop into those boring meta numbers. All these decks had over a 50% win rate this week, those being Palkia and Teleon, Arceus and Teleon, New Genesect, and Arceus Duraludon. Notable changes to Palkia and Teleon, New Genesect, The Rocks, Arceus, and Mewtwo Miltank. Palkia and Teleon was down in win percentage by 6%, still being above 50% is good for the deck but not being as dominant as it was in the previous weeks. Mugenesect is up in win percentage by 3.5%, taking it just above 50%, so we're back to about the average for Mugenesect. The Rocks was down in win percentage, taking it from a 495 win percentage down to a 43% win rate for this week. So the rocks are not as good as everyone see, everyone claims. So all y'all naysayers, keep naysaying. The rocks suck. Next, Arceus is down in win percentage by 6.5%, taking it just below 50%. So regular Arceus should be bouncing back in the next week. I think Arceus is doing pretty well. Next, Mewtwo Miltank was down in win percentage by 6.5%, taking it from 49.5% down to 43%. Mewtwo Miltank, is it the people not playing it well, or is it just a meme deck? 
I'm going with people who just aren't good with it because people are topping. I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes Inc. Comics by shouting out the winner of our Thursday Locals. This week we had an awesome crowd with awesome people, so I want everyone to keep it up because I love all of you. So, without further ado, let's talk about the decks that won this week. Arceus Gyarados had one win, Arceus Pikachu had one win, Malamar had one win, Eugenesect had one win, Samurott had one win, Shadow Rider had one win, Stonejourner had, had one win, Arceus Duraludon had two wins, and wait, what is that above me? Oh my gosh, it's a giant Orbeetle with two wins this week. Yes, you heard it. Orbeetle won two times this week. So, Palkia had four wins this week. And to round it off, Arceus had eight wins this week. Now, I'd like to know what you guys thought about all those wins this week. Especially Orbeetle having two wins. What a crazy deck. Now, Turtle worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you. So if you could let us know on Twitter at Hawaii for Gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed it and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. And we're back after another thrilling installment of Turtwig telling us about the meta. Yes, it's time uh, Turtwig talk- and Ryan do put a lot of work yes. in, so give them some love over there. Yes, and I'm sure they're loving all your IDs. Um, so... <laughs> no, no, he loves to call. Uh, he, well, I guess he doesn't love to call me out because he doesn't want to give light on who does the IDs. Um, so he'll probably just uh, say, oh, there was another ID there. Um, but no, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Ryan. <laughs> so there is uh, t- time for the news, uh, I, which I don't think we have a lot. No, the only thing, unless I'm missing something, um, the only thing I seen was that there was some secret rares that were revealed. Um, we had what, um, where, where is that at now? Why am I blanking on his name? All I see is, yeah, uh, a release of some secret rares like Mm -hmm. Giratina. Giratina is the one I was thinking about. Um, that's about it. So, on the set list for well the set list for lost abyss is out mm-hmm. so um no more cards to reveal there so that might be a little dull lull in the news for a little bit until uh, that actually hits the shelves when when does lost abyss like pre-releases start is that coming up soon the end of uh august actually I okay think. so we're, we're getting like, close but still of, kind of far yeah. away Sometime in August, because I believe I'm scheduling, I'm making sure I'm home those weekends for you guys' pre-releases. Ooh, you're so. coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Let's I'm hoping I, I so I heard that one of the two of the stores are, might go Saturday, Sunday. And if they do, that's gonna be a fun weekend and someone's gonna be having me sleep on their couch. You can come so. over to my place. Yay. <laughs> It's it's it, it's recorded. I have it. It is yes. You you can legit come over and document. Sleep. Yeah yeah. <laughs> you know do we'll do a, a you know a deck testing uh, uh, whatever beforehand <laughs> for a pre release. So try to take that pre release down. <laughs> How do you train for pre release? Do you just like open? Packs, flip coins, like learn, flip coins, learn see how, how good you can get at getting heads yeah. every time. Just keep going. Yeah. You can't stop until you, you get twenty in a row. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's that's what we're gonna do. 
All right, so on with the news, or no, that's it with the news. Well, and I mean, there was with- an Apsel that was uh, a promo, Apsel promo that was revealed. Um, but I don't know if you really want to talk. It's, it doesn't seem too great of a card. Um, but, I mean, uh, it did have an Apsel. It says uh, it did have, I, I guess there's two attacks, uh, Slash for 30 damage, and then there's a Dark Colorless Colorless for Lost Claw. 70, 70 damage put a random card from your opponent's hand uh, into the loss zone. So, I mean, I guess that's, you know, a card that can mess with, you know, certain decks, Um, especially, you know, if you get that right card put in the loss zone, they're kind of in trouble. Um, But in general, uh, maybe not um, the best card ever. Yeah, this is a, this is a, this is going to be coming out in a magazine and it will be a promo. So uh, Mm -hmm. we might see it somewhere in the U S as a promo as well, but, um, or just in a set. Oh, that's but, right. Yeah. Um, Corey Coro Ichiban magazine. Cor- yeah, Corey Coro Ichiban. That's right. But I will refer to that later when we talk about some other stuff, that card with that attack. But um, on to what we wanted to talk about. I know we, right. we pushed off we pushed off our team challenge talk because it yes. was the beginning. Well, technically the, the real beginning last yes. week was the i mean i guess there are some teams that played in the round that most teams got by us right yeah uh, the last week was the official start of the team challenge playoffs and was the round of 1024 but a lot of teams received buys so um i i like i want to say there was only probably like a handful of teams like maybe there was only like over 600 total teams so that's why there's a lot of buys and then mm-hmm. some people did have to play. Um, but we started, we, this was the week round of 512. Um, we both had games. We did not get lucky enough with the, another buy. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, we want to play though. That, that, that's the, the yeah, main goal. Right? Yeah, we want to we play. And so this started out, uh, we had, uh, and I know we had like a little bet seeing who goes yes. far. So who, who uh, you want to flip a coin to see who talks about whose team challenge first? Or, um, or you... I will. Yeah, let's flip a coin. Um, um, yeah, Chuck, you talk about it first. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Uh, so uh, we played. A uh, shout out to Wasteland Gaming, and um, that's who we played. Or no? Oh man, now yes. I'm gonna have to we look played... up who we played. Okay. I don't even remember. <laughs> no, I, I forgive me. I have two stories in my head because at the same time, uh, the day I played, I had to play in one and to one. So, mm-hmm. uh, I had two different stores in my head. So, um, but, uh, in playing one, we played the wasteland game, wasteland gaming. Uh, they're from the South somewhere. Um, I don't want to say the wrong state, so I'm not going to say one. Um, but they're from the South and uh, shout out. I didn't realize this until I looked at our final standings, uh, to re relook at them, uh, to Lindsay Roscoff. Uh, she was the captain. She didn't play. That's why I didn't realize she was on that team. She oh. was the coach. So she coached their team. To so you played the shuffle squad or at least the yes. some members of the shuffle uh, squad. Would, my, the team we played was coached by the shuffle squad. So, mm-hmm. um, Lindsay was the captain for the day. She sat. Um, and then we had uh, me, Dave, and um, Nick playing on our side with Des being our captain uh, this week. Um, but uh, like I said, they they took the day. Um, they had some uh, 
pretty cool uh, deck choices and proved to be some hard matchups for our deck choices. Um, we ran uh, Palkia and Arceus with Pikachu and mm-hmm. a Mew Max. So those are three deck choices. Um, they actually chose to sit their Mew Max in favor of a Palkia, uh, a Rapid Strike Urshifu counter box, mm-hmm. and Regis. So uh, that's why it ended up uh, proving to be, I guess, a good choice to sit that Mew because they got some good matchups against our Mew. Right. That was tougher for him to compete with. Um, so, yeah, that was it. Uh, they won. I went two and one, just my own personal experience because we, uh, uh, um, um, the other guy, we lost six games to three. Uh, I went two and one. Um, I beat the Palkia Mirror, I beat Reggie's, and I had struggled uh, mightily against that r- rapid strike counter box. Uh, not only was it, you know, a counter box deck, so it's countering me, and then I had the pleasure of game one having a bad start, um, which uh, I don't know. You can anyone's played Palkia sometimes; it just starts bad. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be. I mean, I'll talk about that here in a second. And then uh, this game two, uh, I had horrible, not horrible prizes, but very significant prizes that every card I needed to make a play was prized when I needed to make that play. It was this, like a, a, a zigzagoon. It was the um, I think, uh, like a, so- a, a very important, the third Sobble I needed because then he took out my bench Pokemon. It was mm-hmm. just very unfortunate prizes that led him to ultimately get the win as well. Uh, but he was very well played. I just, uh, I couldn't make plays at that time with the prizes, but, um, yeah, but, uh, I was happy with my performance coming in sure. off of, uh, practicing Palkia, which I haven't really played that much. Right. Uh, the deck is pretty busted. Um, it sure is. I was, uh, it sure is. I was a little worried in the mirror because I figured it was kind of like a coin flip. But right. And then that was my first matchup, and I was super frustrated because the first game uh, I was kind of ahead and I was ready to like get a Roxanne play in, and then my game froze, crashed, and then I just lost because I couldn't get the the that's what happens. Right. So get, I lose game one. Uh, and then I had to win two in a row and I did. And I was like, wow. I was like, that's where I was like, I just made plays, back, yeah. plays. Yeah. So the, the, if you can get the deck to run smoothly with, and just, you could just make all kinds of, all kinds right. of crazy plays to just keep the game going. It definitely. Um, no, I mean, going to, you know, two out of three for, you know, your matchups, um, you definitely, you know, represented your team well, um, and, you know, obviously it didn't come out, you know, the best for you, um, but, you know, you threw a heck of an effort out there. I know your team um, did as well. Um, so, you know, I, yeah. I guess I, I mean, I'm happy I won the bet. I wish it would have been a little bit further and we'll talk about the, you know, your punishment here in a second. Um, but I, you know, overall, I mean, I know you're growing as a player. I love to see that. And, you know, uh, the team as well. Um, we're only going up from here. Um, and, you know, congratulations on making the team and, and for the run that you've had so far. Yeah. I mean, I will say we had a little bit of uh, uphill fight. We had some bad matchups. We actually mm-hmm. didn't have a fourth deck to, like, combat, like, make a choice. Like, we were right. playing those three no matter what. They did have the option of seeing what we were going to bring. So right. they could 
that that is very important that you're for even though you're you know your coach for the day if they can come um regardless of the situation if they can submit a deck it's always better at least to make your opponents you know think about the decks that that they want to play um a little bit with you know some maybe some counters that are you don't even anticipate playing but it might change their you know how they make up what they put what they play and that's i mean that's not an excuse we i mean we still we practiced the decks we talked about matchups and and we we went into it and i'm proud of the guys i mean uh some we all kind of took avenue like i will say this like the guys that the store of the vault like we all play random stuff we all uh but we all took it kind of seriously we picked up decks that maybe not all of us play all the time now i play a lot of things in the meta and i played against palkia so i could I get it, but like um, Nick really wasn't like he's not like, he wasn't a huge Arceus Pikachu player, but he picked it up because mm-hmm. that was akin to something he liked to play and was familiar with it. And same thing with Mewby Max, we tweaked that the, the uh, Dave who plays at Mewby, we tweaked, tweaked his deck because that was something he was most familiar with. Right. So they really took it seriously, and I give them props for coming and they really played the best of their abilities and high five to them. We made it. We got Shaman Max. We're good. We're, Let's go. We're good. Yeah. Let's go. So. I'm happy with the results. I mean, I would have liked to go further, but we'll, we'll see how, I guess we'll see what happens now that with my punishment, but it, how, how was <laughs> yeah, your we'll go. weekend? So my team challenge weekend was exhilarating, frustrating, um, eh, eh, all that in a nutshell. Um, so again, uh, to give, I, I, I I'm sorry. Uh, I don't remember the team name that we played or the store name that we played. I know they were in New Jersey. Um, I, I can't seem to find their their information. Um, I didn't know any of the, uh, the players offhand, but they they were a very um, sought after or the they were very going they were going after Palkia matchups or and anything that had similar weaknesses because um, they had very uh, they had three Arceus counterbox or three Arceus Inteleons with direct counter cards to palkia and anything similar um so really trying to limit bench size having echoing horns uh or not i'm sorry not echoing horns but like um the ordinary rods um to to get their stuff out of the bench they had avery's collapse stadiums in every one of those decks one of them had a jolteon baby jolteon list um so there was three basically similar lists to try to counter that palkia list and then they had a MUV Max. Um, so they ended up going with um, two of the three, um, going with the, the counter decks with the Arceus and Teleons with, um, you know, their little different variations and then one MUV Max. Um, and we ended up, um, we had um, Adam that was playing, uh, he was playing Mew. Uh, myself was playing Palkia. Um, Sam, uh, Samantha was playing Ice Rider. And Colton, uh, he was he had a Duraludon list, was very similar to what he brought to uh, NAIC. Um, you know, obviously he was right there on the cusp of making cut, um, so very solid with that. But um, with those Wait, decks, Alga, Diaga. Or- I always say Palkia. Yeah, Diaga. I'm sorry, yeah. I, I do I do that all the time. I don't understand why. Um, but so we decided as a team um, that. Yeah, I mean, Colton didn't feel as great with those matchups, um, just with the, you know, he didn't think he can trade with that healing um, with that deck um, as effectively. So it went with myself, Adam and Sam to play against these guys. Um, and it was exhilarating. I will say um, Adam 
Um, shout out to him. He went 3-0. He carried the team um, to, you know, to put us in a position to win. Um, we ended up winning 5-4. to four. Um, those The Palkia decks um, definitely were kind of pushing all three. They, they would have pr- probably pushed Colton's down too. Um, I can only talk for my deck, I guess. Uh, my first matchup, I was playing against the um, – the guy with the, the Jolteon and he just got it out um, without any effort in, in game one. And he won the coin flip, went first, got it out. I couldn't do anything. Um, so I really didn't get to play the game. I had good hand. I just couldn't play the game. Um, so not much to say there. I ended up going, you know, obviously going in game two, I got to select. So I went first, I set up. Um, it was a, you know, a decently long game, but I got to play the game, uh, won that one and going into game three, um, he got to go first and I was at a pretty decent spot and he was kind of, he didn't have a strong hand, but he marnied me. Um, and, and Colton was watching cause he was coaching and I had a pretty good hand. Uh, and he needed like four cards, like three cards off of this Marnie um, to get his combination to go where he just sets. And he hits everything he needs and gives me absolutely nothing. Like that was the worst Marnie that I've ever seen played against somebody um, where it was just, he got everything. I got absolutely nothing. Uh, and it, it happens. So, I mean, the deck, it was well suited to beat me. So, you know, I go, I lose to that one. I felt a little frustrated because, you know, I mean, the deck was directly countered to play against me. And I feel like I played it well in a situation, just couldn't do much there. Um, going into the second one, I did play against Mew. Um, he won the coin flip again. Game one, he ended up going first. And then I just had a little bit of a – no, I started Zigzagoon and nothing else. And then he just uh, he just rolls over me. Um, n- not a challenge at all. Game two, again, I win. I got to play the game. Um, you know, once the game gets – like that mid-game, I feel like it's basically game, set, match. Um, for Palkia, just kind of wins that. And then game three was a little bit closer, um, but I had a slow start and I started coming back, but it was just too much. Um, so he took me. So unfortunately, you know, going the first two rounds, I lost um, going to game three both times. So I felt really kind of that's when I was saying frustrating because um, one, it was a little bit of bad luck, but like a little bit. I felt like I still just let the team down, um, you know, going to 03. Uh, luckily, Samantha in round uh, round two was also playing against um, one of the RCS counter boxes that, um, you know, it wasn't a great matchup for her, um, but she did end up squeaking it out and winning. So we, after two rounds, we were complete dead heat, 3-3 uh, three, three each. Um, going into the last round, Adam won. Um, again, like I said, he, he swept his rounds. Um, and then I was the last matchup uh, playing against another Arceus Inteleon deck. And I kind of want to talk a little bit back onto this matchup with like deck creation um, later in the podcast. Um, But again, another deck that was designed to beat me, but with making some changes, um, being able to use those, you know, those cross switchers and echoing horns and everything that are, um, I was able to squeak it out when it was the last game. Um, So I did close it out for the team. It was like that, that, whoever wins that match just wins this, the tournament for the team. And I, I ended up winning it. So I was very exhilarated um, after that, after a horrible showing on my part before that. Um, but, you know, the team as a whole um, was a very close matchup against a team that was designed to counter three of our four decks. Um, so props to you guys. Um, let's keep it going. 
Um, and hopefully we learn some lessons and maybe give it, make it a little easier on ourselves. Although it was, it was a little surprising to see a team with basically three of the same decks, um, really hunting, you know, a couple of those top, top tier decks. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is crazy that they brought kind of like one archetype, but with, uh, a couple like, you know, niche card choices or Mm -hmm. a little bit of different engine to it. Um, but that straight art like that Arceus and Talion archetype right but, um and I mean I guess you can't fault it if it works no it's I think RC and Talion um is in a really good spot right now in the meta um and we we kind of talked about or I, I kind of talked about it a little bit after NAIC where I did end up losing to one which really kind of start started the downfall of my day because you know I started off pretty decent um and I, I said it was an auto loss if they play it correctly um it's not really if you have the correct 60 and we'll get get into that a little bit later um so i don't think my opponents um you know necessarily did anything wrong but i just the, the correct 60 makes a huge difference yeah. yeah i mean but you might start that correct 60 might be harder to find we can like talk mm-hmm. about the the getting that 60 later but because I kind of wanted to dovetail this from our team challenge talk into the, into the, like what you're going to see in the meta and, and, and no, the world time out time out before what? we get to the wild, uh, uh, the wild meta. We got to talk about to get past it. No, no, get past it. No, we need to talk about no punishment. <laughs> we, as I alluded to the intro, I was actually, I was actually going to do a good settled. transition there. The bet. No, I'm not allowing you to do a good transition. The bet was settled. And I, I, I feel for you. I wanted you to go further, but you lost. Um, yeah. So you are getting punished. So this week, going into your locals, and I know you've been tearing it up. You are new to this community. You've been there for three weeks. You've gone second, second, first. You've, yeah. you've been on fire. Um, I have a feeling you might not do that this week because <laughs> you are, I don't care what deck you play, but you are required to put four hops in it. Yes. I well. Yeah, I will put four hops in. I have to. I don't know what deck I'm going to even play because I'm like, part of me is like, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to use these hops and I'm going to make them work. And yes. like, I'm going to hop for win. And like, <laughs> I hope you do. If you come back <laughs> next week and say, yeah, hops the new meta, I went 4 0. I'm going to be kind of a little bit like shocked, salty, and surprised and happy all yeah. at the same time. I was just like trying to think like what deck can I run that the draw supporter could just be like abysmal and still be good. But um I can't think of one um off Greninja. the top of my head. You gotta put Greninja. Uh yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a if there's a card that lets me discard supporters for more cards, maybe <laughs> I'll just find that. But uh yeah, I will be uh build I, I will build my list. I will include four hops and I probably won't have a I, I, have I mean to you need to post your list on Twitter too and you also I, have to show you know evidence. I will take I will take evidence. I will post my list via the photo of my deck list, not just <laughs> like a, a PTCO joke, like a PTCO list. I will uh, take a photo, put, put it on Twitter, and I will show my standings with uh, Sir Hops a lot, which is what I'm calling the deck, no matter what. <laughs> Sir Hops a lot. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, with that out of the way, you are punished. You're Sir Hops a lotting into the next transition. Yes. So, and speaking of decks, deck lists with, with getting the right 60 and, and things that we were going to see a lot of in the meta, I noticed, I think, Ian, you might see 
online, in, uh, Ryan might even cover it in our meta reports, is a lot of decks that are just kind of like you saw in your team challenge, mm-hmm. coming up with lists that are just specifically geared, like eyes-focused, super-effective goggles-focused right. on taking out like those Palkia decks, those Arceus and Teleons, maybe, maybe, because that, that's what I saw in mine, that right. Rapid Strike Urshifu deck would uh, eat eat Arceus decks and eat Palkias. It was using a single prize Zero Aura to just eat my Palkias, whether they were V-Stars or Vs. Um, it, I'm seeing that those, those types of deck types coming into the meta now, uh, how's right. it going to affect your like choices and what you're, what you're looking at and, and what is it, what do you think it's going to have effect wise on the meta? So, I mean, we still have like a month until world. So I think a lot of this next, uh, you know, at least for the next couple of weeks, a lot of these online tournaments are going to be people playing decks for fun, but also, you know, trying to specifically snipe the top decks. Like you said, uh, Palkia, Arceus. Um, I, I, I do think there's a lot of merit into Azora Box, of Azora Box decks with a lot of different uh, weakness coverages. I, I, I've been trying to make it work for the last you know, week um, outside of uh, testing with Palkia. Uh, is trying to make Azora Box work because I think in the future it's going to be good, especially... You know, like you said, with those those Zara auras um, knocking into you know Palki is you can just take the Okos, um, especially uh, with like flying Pikachu. Also, um, Zara aura, you know, w- with with uh, potentially like, um, uh, the the glasses may you know take Okos there because it is weak to lightning, uh, even though it's light lightning slash water Pokemon. So there's a lot of versatility uh, to a deck like that. So you, you might see a lot of that because those are two of the three decks that you're going to see a lot of um, where people are practicing going into that. Um, yeah. Where you said Urshifu's, I, I still don't know if Urshifu's the play. Cause I mean, I know there's a lot of Dunsparce going out or in and out of the meta right now it's out. Um, so you may catch it, but I don't know if it, if Urshifu's good enough to beat like Palkia's uh, regularly, especially with Manaphy still being pretty prevalent uh, there. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily like i guess urshifu in the front it's just i feel like there's going to be a lot of people um whether they're testing for it like whether like i don't know maybe uh, people that are probably going to worlds they have their their focus probably already they're like Mm -hmm. they're narrowed the list down to three or four decks that they want to play and they're going to see they're they're building their rock paper scissors right now Right. And, but I think that the rest of the world, maybe I might be wrong because um, I'm not doing this, but a lot of the world might be like, well, we know what those three or four or five decks are. Like, what can we build to punk it? Like, what can we just like, right? I mean, this like, is the time. We have a time to practice. So that definitely. Um, and like, they're one of, I, I think like a lot of people want to be the next, not what, not saying like they want to be the next Sander, but not necessarily like the next great control player. Right. But like Sander showed up at NAICs with a V union and mm-hmm. Mewtwo. And you're like, no, I don't, I don't remember seeing that anytime before NAIC, like even in a sniff or like, I, I thought all like all the V unions are pretty much hot garbage. Right. Um, when it comes to the standard meta. They're fun, but they're like they just aren't good enough. Right. And then NAIC shows it around, and then Sander makes top eight with it, Mewtwo Union, and 
honestly, when I'm looking at videos or looking at Pokemon stuff online, it's a, there's a lot of people profiling it. There's a lot of people putting it in one of the top five decks in the meta because it does well against the things that we're talking about, Palkias and stuff like that. It can, mm -hmm. it can withstand those matchups. So now I feel like people like might be trying to devise lists that do well against maybe the top four and right. then that's what they're looking for. Just, I just need to beat these four decks. I'm going to play these four decks six times. I just need to beat these four. I typically, I mean, I, I, I agree with that mindset. Or, or just two of them. Like, like maybe it's just like, I just need to be Palkia's because, you know, or if I mean? you beat like, Palkia and maybe one of the other two, and then at least 50, 50, or, you know, they're about close. I, I think that's, I think that's what people are aiming for, for sure. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, uh, to me, do you have to take these things like we just saw Orbeetle win a tournament online? First mm -hmm. beast, or uh, I haven't seen Orbeetle since Vivid Voltage came out, right? But I love Orbeetle though, so I might try that. But anyway, um, but that that came like that won a tournament. Like, does like are these things that like you need to have your blinders on? Like, like you're testing I, I don't think right Orbeetle, I mean, Orbeetle is <laughs> yes. a fun deck to play on a random week that there's not a lot going on. Um, but generally, I, I mean. Again, is that those are damage counters? Yes. Yeah. Or those damage? Yeah. I mean, theoretically, yeah, hitting the bench, especially with like Palkia's Arceus, is being able to you know just hit those, um, hit those numbers on the on the Sobbles, um, seems good, but it just just can't keep up um, with the constant pressure of those decks. Um, generally, in a best of three, um, and well, especially also Radiant Charizard, we kind of alluded to it in that tier list. Um, you know, he's going to be in some of these RCS decks. It is a good enough card uh, to be played, to be respected. Yeah, I, I, I'm not necessarily, like, trying to make a point, you know, pitch a poll to Orbeel and be like, this guy, <laughs> Worlds 2022. Right. But, like, these are decks that you're going to see pop up. And, like, I think if you're – I don't know. I'm new to the scene, but, like, I'm pretty sure – No, you're not. You, you are a vet at this point, my friend. Uh. I, uh I'm new to the testing for world scene, but I'm pretty sure this is where you need to have your blinders on. Like, oh, Orbital won something, and then just be like, that's cool. That's so for that's for, for next month. For like, the general public, I think playing Orbitals um, or any deck in that vein um, is completely fine. Um, it, it's fun. You might win a tournament catching people off guard, especially with decks that you haven't seen in a while. But I think those handful of players that have a legitimate chance for worlds, they have those blinders on, like you said, um, and they are theater crafting and they don't care what happens this week, next week, the week after. Um, they are really just honing in on what deck is you know, best to play and then honing in on the 60 and then having real discussions about those 60 cards and and arguments for and against. And sometimes it may be, you know, heated, um, but, you know, that that's what's going on um they're not playing you know those orbitals if, if you're legitimately going for that that world's um win or or you know that top placement what you're saying is they basically need the crap they're more focused on crafting the perfect season. they are disciplined on where their their goal right now um yeah. players like you know players like you and me right now we're not making worlds you know again um yeah. so we can play this that or everything i think um Again, with having flexibility um, with any major meta things, I mean, you're still paying attention to the meta. Um, 
you know, what's going on. Um, I, I don't think you're taking Orbital or decks like that seriously. Um, and then really just kind of focusing in on that and, and seeing what, you know, trends are going to be. Uh, so it's like finding your deck, finding your 60, seeing the trends, if you feel that those are realistic or not. All right. Well, let's move into, I mean, I agree with you on all of that, but so, and like you said, I think that's where a lot of people, if you are in the talk for worlds, you're not, you're not necessarily trying out some, may not necessarily be trying out some new archetype. That's just going to like, at least with this world, because we don't have a new set. this, we know, we know, we all know what the meta is, right? Yeah, now. the cards are the, the cards we the have. The card now pool are is the defined. Cards we have, yeah, yeah. So, um, we're all thinking about how do we craft the sixty cards we want to take, right? So, I know this is a topic you wanted to bring up and talk about. So, right, what areas of this crafting of this crafting of the sixties do you want to hit on? Okay, so I mean, okay, um, I want to talk really about the importance of deck building. Um, with the with the deck that you select, um, and how important like two or three cards, or maybe maybe six cards, um, really make a difference uh, between you know a winning list and not so much. Um, you know, so go and I'm only basing this off NAIC, so that was my sample size. Um, I feel like Arceus or Arceus was a still good deck. Mew was still a good deck, um, but you know I went with Palkia. Um, it, I felt comfortable and it was a good deck. Uh, my 60 wasn't quite there. Obviously, I've kind of alluded to it with the with that mirror or the Arceus um, um, Intellion matchup. If my op opponent plays it right, you know, they can just loop Sharon's Cares. And I can't really meaningfully um, get set up and then just like, you know, take Oko's because those guys just heal. Um, and, and, and they're, you never, know, they're never giving you enough right. Pokemon so, to do enough damage. Uh, I don't remember the exact 60, but, you know, I didn't have Echoing Horn. I had more kind of, like, consistency cards. I, I knew the importance of Irita, but I didn't know the importance with the cards that were, quote-unquote, um, unplayable um, in most decks. Um, so I, I did go for, like, a, a three Irita. I think I had two boss, and then I had um, a Sharon's... Uh, Sharon... No, not Sharon's care. I had Melanie and... Raihan. So I had a lot of like energy acceleration. I had the boss option, but the one thing, uh, well, the two things that I guess my list was lacking compared to, you know, Isaiah Bradner, uh, Gustavo Wada, and, you know, other players that had uh, the same archetype, but just a different 60, um, you know, with a battle VIP pass and, and cross switchers. Um, and those cards, I, I, battle VIP pass is seen a lot with Mew because you just kind of throw up your cards. Um, but you don't necessarily expect to just like land it in a car or in a deck that sets up kind of like an Inteleon. Um, and then also cross switcher with, with that gusting. Um, I underestimated those cards hundred percent, but I, I guess like I, the thing I want to take away is like, why did I misidentify those cards in combination with Irita? Uh, Cause like my deck had gusting options. It had acceleration options, um, but it didn't have, both at the same time, you know what I mean? Um, Irita goes really good at the beginning with Battle VIP pass and getting set up. Um, and I kind of already knew that because I did have one Battle VIP pass. But, you know, Isaiah played four with, uh, with the, the four Iritas and then had the cross switchers. And, and after playing, it's like, why did I miss this? Because cross switchers in combination with Irita, um, you know, 
getting to just take that plus maybe finding an Inteleon to get another one. So you can get your board state set up and Gust playing, you know, just having so many different options. Um, and I guess the biggest takeaway is like, and I don't know how to like necessarily identify how I would fix it in the future, but I guess is identifying the problem was like, Hey, this card combination makes these other cards that we previously, and generally, I think the most, most of the public, you know, see these cards and like, Oh yeah, that's kind of cool, but you would never really use it. I, I know we've had conversations on this podcast about cr- cross switchers well before Irita was ever a thing and saying, you know, it's kind of cool, but you never really want it because why would you use it instead of having boss? Cause there's no real way to, to identify it. Right. Or to, to get it out consistently. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, you wouldn't use forward. it if you weren't using a fusion strike deck or something like where right. you can like Mew. Could you like, I don't know. You just, right. even in Mew, we abandoned it. Yeah. Like, yeah. but, and then, you know, Irita comes out and obviously we know it's a good card. Um, you know, myself, you, uh, I think j- the general public um, knows it's a good card, but they don't, uh, again, with me, I didn't put two and two together um, going into that. Like, and why is that? I don't know. Um, maybe I just don't, I'm stubborn. Uh, maybe I need to keep be more open-minded. Maybe I forget about a card. I don't, I don't know necessarily that I didn't think the cross switchers was a card, but um with just like i said with that i I know i'm rambling a lot here um but with that matchup um being able to set up your board state and then um whenever they do that sharon's care loop um you can get that pseudo boss up to take out the one that they're trying to charge up and then you completely derail that matchup um in the past going into nic you know i wasn't able to you know meaningfully boss them where i had to boss them but then i couldn't use a supporter to get the rest of my board up and then take Oko's. Um, but, you know, with this now, I can, you know, the horn, get get the the one that was charging up and take the knockout. And I think that's like, obviously, Isaiah, uh, Gustavo, like I said, I know for sure those two guys were playing, um, you know, the deck with with Irita, cross-switcher combo. Um, but, like, I, I guess it's just like, what, why I didn't figure that out beforehand? Um, and what, what could you do to really improve on that because those guys i think that's the biggest thing that sets them apart you know is that that deck 60 that that thoughtfulness that goes into it um and and maybe the open-mindedness not to be stubborn say yeah that card is just not playable um because i i know i'm guilty of it i know a lot of people are guilty of like oh they had the cards trash um we've said many times even myself i battle vip pass um a good card you know, outside of Mew, you don't really want to use it. But, you know, cards like this in combination and, it, you know, just linking those together beforehand going into the tournament would have made a difference. You yeah, know, I mean, maybe not. I might have misplayed it still because I'm still not quite to that level. Um, but I think shooting myself in the foot before I even start, um, you know, is a huge thing. I think finding cards that give you more options in, in the same archetype is always going to be better. Yeah, and and I guess another thing is you can't really discount cards because I am one on, that I've said on here multiple times that I hate Battle VIP Pass, and I think it is a bad card. But, I mean, I currently have three decks built with Battle VIP Pass in it, and it's just right. like, um, not, it's just the, if you can find a way to use the card, 
it is very uh, it can be a very good card um and and both decks like i mean mew has it because it just wants to hit those nuts off the first turn it's not really looking to like make it consistent and hit that and but like palkia on the other hand uh has a way to get that if you go second first you know you can arena and get it and then it really just it runs four because it's really leaning into that like it wants to set up fast and and games where you get it you can set up really quick and Unlike Mew, where it has like a bunch of cards to disc- discard it later, I mean, there are options for you to get rid of it, but it's really just kind of like a dead card later in your hand. But, like, Palkia doesn't care how big its hand gets. Right. Like, it, it doesn't draw cards off of that. So, um, that's not a huge deal. And, but, to what you were trying to say, like, you just got to find the value, because I would have never thought to put it in Palkia either. I was thinking it I get it in like some of like the turbo variants where you're trying to go really fast and it's just right. a very fast card. So if you get it, you get it. And then there's probably a bunch of stuff in your deck that you're going to discard if you see them again anyway. Right. Um, that's where I thought Battle VIP Pass has a home. But like, okay, is turbo, but not necessarily turbo because I like, I, I've tried a few different lists mm-hmm. for, for Team Challenge and I ultimately settled settled on Brighter's list because I feel like it has a ton of options to it. Right. On top of being pretty fast. Right. I I I agree. Um and I guess the question for me is how do I get to that level where I um get to create a list similar to the specific meta we're in, like Isaiah has done multiple times. Um, cause he's done it with the B list. He's done it with Arceus uh, or, uh, and he's done it with, um, Palkia, obviously, uh, you know, instead of trying to net deck, you know, like obviously pay attention to the meta, but also be brave enough to step out of what the, the norm is, I guess, uh, outside of that, like, again, even with Xander, um, you know, with, with his, uh, control Mewtwo V union, like nobody was playing like that before, but, you know, he was confident in his deck building abilities. He's confident in his gameplay. Um, and, and what is it that, that makes him, you know, have belief in those card combinations over, you know, anything else. So th- th- that's kind of the importance of the building, the 60. Uh, do I have an answer for that? No, I don't. I wish I did, or else I would be topping these tournaments or at least, you know, top eighting. But I guess if you, for us and the community at large, like how do we do that to, to you know, just get, better ourselves just to up the game or up up the ante um when it comes to you know the the pokemon play and the 60 going into tournaments i mean i wouldn't necessarily be too hard on yourself for not necessarily being the first something um every time if you can see it and then uh, if you see it and then you understand it that would be good but because i mean the meta shifts really fast right uh and um like i don't even know if like people think that isaiah's list is even like the list to use with palkia anymore so like i mean i see different variants like palkia is still good but it's more just like that next level thinking because obviously you got to get those lists um refined into that you know that that spot where you can give yourself a chance and obviously the the metas change constantly correct I, i just mean in, in that, like, 
if you go to a tournament and you do well with the Palkia that's not running cross switchers and you're like, I kind of feel confident about this list. And then the next week goes by and you're still testing it and you're like, ah, it's kind of missing something. What am I missing? And like, and it's not even like a week that goes by, but like four days. And then all of a sudden someone else does something that has cross switchers in it. And you're like, oh, why didn't I see that? It's just, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself, but like, yeah, like, maybe I should have like had a little bit more eyes open to the fact that cross switchers a card and I could have tried that out right. in the four days, but I wouldn't be like, dang, I'm not like mixed it. Like, why did I miss that? Like, but because someone else just might got that, like someone else might just really like cross switchers and been playing in every other deck. And well, then that, like, that is true. And I'm not like beating it myself up. It's more of well, uh, well, like, I'm, Hey, I'm why did I miss that? Are, how but... can I, how can I identify that? So, I may change, you know, that this trend in the future. Cause you know, yeah. I do fall, especially, you know, coming from X-Wing where there wasn't as many major shifts in our meta. Like I was very like dead set. Yeah. This, this ship or this card or upgrade was, you know, you know, that is the cards you need to play. And the, if you're playing anything else, you're just like wrong. Um, and Pokemon is like that, but it's not because it changes all the time. Yeah. And I think the where you get to cross switchers and think like where you get to thinking of cross switchers, which is why I think it's a good is that you're thinking like what you might think of is like how your turns play out. Mm -hmm. So like, like your second turn, um, maybe like you don't, you have to still Arita for, the the cards you need or toward towards towards something else but like you can use that's where someone might have got to the point where like let's like use cross switcher because like i want to arita the second turn still but that means i don't have any gusting options because i can't boss what are my right. other gusting options and they're like well i can run catchers or you can run cross switchers right and cross switchers are just as effective as like in my eyes they're a one-to-one because right. Catchers are a 50-50 card. You most likely have to play two to gust. Like that's if if you put two in a deck, that's one gust per game. If you put right. four, that's two. So cross switchers, if you put four in a deck, that's two gusts per game. Right. So um that's where they might have got to that. Like that's maybe like I'm not, I'm guessing that that, that might have been Bradner's thought on like how we got to this list. And that's just ways to think about it. It's not, it's not necessarily going like, all right, this is the consistent, this is my consistent deck and like, watch Let's watch it be consistent. It's more about like, okay, now what am I trying to do this turn? Right. And then what cards can I use in there? That's what? the way you may, that may be a way to think about things that might open your eyes to some other. Cards. Right. Right. I mean, I, again, going back to my NAIC 60, I had options to do everything that they had. Um, but I just didn't have the options to do multiple things in one turn. Uh, so yeah. like with, with even like echoing horn, I did, I chose to put, you know, not play that and play a Leon um, and sure. Yeah. It did win me a couple games because, you know, I, I got that Leon um, for the turn because everything matched up, you know, perfectly. But what if I needed a little bit more, more consistency um, and, you know, I can play Irita, um, you know, plus the horn, plus this, 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 um, and it still gets me that same damage threshold um, with, you know, playing the, that supporter where that gives me more options to kind of do more damage gust consistency all in the same turn when i still had those options they were just maybe one per turn 
um, because they were all supporters. So that that's, I guess that's the mindset. And again, I'm not beating myself up on it. It's just like, what makes the difference between a player like myself, which I, I consider myself a pretty decent player, um, you know, to, to those top level players, uh, you know, Zools, the Bradners, um, Wadas, you know, the list goes on and on and on um, for, you know, those top, top guys. Um, what makes the difference between a good player and a great player and where we can bridge the gap? So I think having these kind of discussions is very important um, yeah. to try to do that for myself, you, for our listeners, for our communities. Um, I, I think that's the, the goal of the podcast is to get us to that position where we can have more names up there consistently um, pushing, pushing these big guys out. Yeah. That's a good, it's a good idea. I mean, that's really good of a, like a, a thing to do too. You just want to improve yourself and, and, and get yourself to the same level. Um, Cause and they're not doing anything too crazy that we can't do. So. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, I mean, that's, Basically, I had for like the main topics, I do have a small rant I want to go on um, outside Ooh. of the co- topics that we did. And I know I didn't we, we didn't pregame this one. But as we were talking, I wrote this down. Um, I want to go on a rant. And I think I'm done buying um, a bunch of sealed product. <laughs> I think it is I am going to, you know, give, you know, the meta a week or two um, per set. And then I am going to. Buy the singles because the amount of money that you have to spend to open all these cards and just like that. Uh, I mean, I guess the, the the dopamine that you get from opening, is it worth it? I don't know. Like usually I buy, you know, two booster boxes, maybe three plus a couple, um, you know, pre-release kits. And then I'll have a promo kit and then an ETB that all adds up. And then most of the time you don't even have a functioning deck uh, meta deck that work comes out of that. Um, I think I'm going to just just go to singles, maybe one booster box just to get, you know, maybe some of the, the bulk trainers that I need. But even saying that uh, my first booster box in in this last set, I was trying to get uh, the Roxanne's because I wanted to try that deck out. I thought I needed them. I opened a whole booster box and didn't get one single Roxanne. Yeah, I, I was the same way uh, with. <clears throat> I had to buy battle. I mean, I had to buy battle VIP passes last week simply because I was transferring four. But the right. amount of uh, that was fusion strike. The amount of fusion strike I bought, I still only had four. Like, right. <clears throat> it's just uh, there. Uh, sometimes you just don't get enough. Um, and that's the same way with Astral Radiance, too. I, I think I did not. I was like, I think I only had like two trekking shoes and I was like, really? Like out yeah. of a whole box? It's on like not a rare card. But I I need to get with you. I just I am still on the dopamine kick of opening packs. Um, but Pokemon Go, the Go set, like I play Pokemon Go and I was extremely excited for this set. And I thought I was gonna I, I am I bought too much of it already as it is, but I had I I haven't bought that much. I, I like I bought I have bought less Pokemon Go than I bought of Shining Fates, but I felt that I've already bought too much because there's literally nothing. I bought one today and I opened it and there's really nothing I could really have wanted, but I just bought it because I wanted. They had a trainer, one of the trainer ones, and right. I haven't bought one yet. So right. I and those promos, I they're cool, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I like, wanted the pin. That's really what I, I spent thirty so, bucks for a pin. So the thing is, like, okay, so. 
like I, the example I gave, um, you know, with like two boxes, uh, you know, maybe an ETB, you know, maybe a promo box, like, you know, we had those RCS yeah. promo boxes or something like that. And then maybe some um, pre-release kits. That's still over $300, um, you know, give or take, depending on where you're buying them and for what you're getting. Um, and that's not guaranteed anything. And many of the times I don't even have the Metadex, like I said. So like, even with Palkia, let's see, like how much our Palkia is right now? Like 30 40, something, 30 something. 30, so if you're buying 30. a four, three of that, uh, that's not even a hundred, like what? 30, 90 plus the V's that's a hundred plus maybe another, I don't know, uh, another 40 bucks to get any of like their trainers that you needed. Um, you're getting that full meta deck for half the price. Yeah, yeah sure. You're not opening packs. I, I get it. Like, opening packs are fun. Um, but like you said, like I bought a whole Pokemon. I, I bought two Pokemon Go ETBs and pulled basically nothing except for the Soul Rock deck, which I could have bought those cards for less than $10. Oh, you could. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean the one card like that I needed is the Radiant Zard, and I got it for uh, our LGS uh, for like thirty-five bucks. Yeah, Where I mean I could have bought. I, a, I spent over a hundred dollars on two ETBs and got nothing. There's a reason why everyone tells everyone like I've, I've seen it on the internet, and people who who've done been doing this for a while they say buy singles, buy singles. It's cheapest way. The to do longer things, and longer I've been playing, uh, this is like again, this is my first TCG. Uh, it's. It's hard it, to say because I love opening packs, but it's like, dude, three hundred dollars and I don't even get a meta deck out of it or a playable deck out of it. I mean, you get lucky once and then you'll keep doing it. Like I got lucky with battle styles. I opened two booster boxes. I got rapid striker, like the deck for three. Right. Like, um, yeah, when was, when that was the deck. That when that was the deck. That was yeah. the thing to build. That was the thing to get out of the set. And I got a four, three out of two battle, two booster boxes, and I quit buying battle styles. Right. Like, but uh, I it hasn't happened to me since. But I'm still mm-hmm. spent like I just spend more on every other set now. Right. Where I could just, like you said, just buy the cards, and that's I'm leaning towards that. I I mean, there's I buy a lot of I I buy Go now out of a little bit of a nostalgia because I play Go and stuff. But um, I I don't have a I haven't bought a lot of radiant astral radiance. So that's where I, I've just kind of picked up what I've wanted out right. of that. So I think it's, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's gotta painful. be the way to go. Eventually. It's painful to say, yeah, I spent $40, whatever on one single card when I kind of got a bunch of cards. Uh, but you know, I have a five, a five loader right next to me right now. That's filled with bulk that I don't ever use because I opened a booster box and got maybe two cards out of it, the whole booster box. The rest of it's going to, um, you know, you know, for trade and eventually. And bulk is at an all-time low right now. That's like a penny a card. So it's like, was it worth it? Maybe were were those codes, those thirty-six codes for a booster box, worth that hundred twenty? No. Like, I. Could- I it's, Online marketplace is even worse in my eyes, but that's right. just that's I mean, a different topic for a different day. Right. If you, there are there are LGSs that will hook you up with codes um, or, you know, you can use a lot of these online stores that have deals from time to time. So um, if you're patient, uh, you can you can get your your decks online and on, you know, IRL um, for a lot cheaper. Um, will I, you know, still buy product from time to time? Yes, I'm still going to. But, you know, I. 
don't go heavy into it unless you're like super collector. second right all right rant over uh buy singles uh that that's my you know my takeaway <laughs> as jake steps down from the soapbox yes cool. all right well, well is there anything else we need to go over in this episode that no i think there was a lot of fun discussions at the start and then i think that you know talking about you know deck building was very important and i, I you know I, I enjoyed that conversation even though I was a lot of rambling. Yeah, it's all right. All I will say is next week we'll talk about how Sir Hopsalot takes a tournament win. Right. We're oh, going to have man. to come up with another bet, too, to keep this fresh, um, to maybe kind of keep each other honest and have, you know, some punishments on the line. Yeah. I would have to, if you can come up with another good uh, back-and-forth bet, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. You know what it is? I think it is. Um after team challenge is done, we need to do a team challenge esque. But now, um, since you're no longer in Pittsburgh, so you can't be a Heroes Inc. You can't take your Heroes Inc. Uh, or your your um, where were you Vault? Uh, you have to get your new store and come up with two, three people, and I'll come up with three people and we'll play. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> we'll take time. It's, it doesn't have to happen anytime soon. Uh, but but I, we can do something. I like only that. know a couple. I think only a couple of them actually play online. So hey, that's well, you like, got to network yourself, okay, bud? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that uh, there's a couple that I would like totally hit up to be like, hey, you want to play? But I know she doesn't play online. So, well, it's all right. right. We'll, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we we'll get there. That was just off the top of my head, but I guess that is it. There's for definitely going to be. Right? There's definitely going to be some times where I have to get you to get you guys to come out here for some cups or something good oh i will i will i mean i'm I'm planning on staying at your place for a couple cups um just like you're coming here for free release yeah cool well i think that's gonna do for us guys uh thank you for hanging us hanging out with us till the end and you know enduring my rambling uh i think it was a little bit more rambly than normal today thank you guys for hanging out and we'll see you guys next week Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Uh, As always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at RY4Gaming. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.